Ah, not a bad start to the year. There's been worse starts. Not a bad, not a bad start. Even the even the album I didn't entirely like. I found quite a few enjoyable um, bits to enjoy. Well, me me speak good. Where do you want to start good, with your with your good, speaking good on Tripping Balls episode two ninety six? Our first new music of the year. Oh my god. 300 episodes. Should we do something with 300? Uh, I think we've used with... up all our ideas for special. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see if, if some sort of uh, great moment of insight hits yeah, hits in the next three weeks. Let's start with Blood Red Shoes. Let's do that. Who, now I saw you... Um... Who love Caps Lock. Caps they love themselves not... a Caps Lock. Um, <laughs> a bit of Caps Lock. They've been on, they've been on Twitter far too much, oh, yeah. I think. Um... Maybe the, maybe there's a oh, Facebook boomer who writes all their song titles, transcribes everything for them. I saw you retweeted um, uh, Questlove's sort of um, theory that's very similar to ours in that. Yes, which is more, entirely as, why I re- we retweeted it is because it, it sounds like something that we would say that you know the more the more comfortable a band gets, the, the worse their production becomes, the worse their shit becomes, because there's, there's, everything becomes a little bit too easy, and, and you know, there's too many, too much money being spent on it, and there's, there's you know, too, too many people being employed to agree with the, with the creative element. Or, or even that, that they've got too much, too many toys to play with, right? Yes. You know, they, they, get fa- they get fascinated with adding too many layers, or, you know, making something perfect, or... Yeah. And they lose Polishing that Polishing all the grime off it. I mean, like yeah. like you've said about the, the Helltop Hordes um, sound of the last sort of five years. This does not feel like that. This feels like a band that is getting more professional and more competent and, uh, you know, it, it feels like a player that's just starting to hit their prime and, and really starting to do some cool stuff. I, I, I really enjoyed this album. I thought, it was, I thought it was pretty spot on. I thought it had a bit of light and shade to it as well. It wasn't just all... Sort of, you know, giving it the raw. Oh, do I talk here? No, you don't agree. No, I don't. I think it's pretty average. But um, ah, okay, yeah. I mean, they're, they're still doing <laughs> the kind of eighties post new wave slash yeah first album of garbage kind of stuff. And and she's her voice is exceptionally good for that sort of stuff. She does sound like a young yes. Shirley Manson. She's or you know a young Beth Gibbons or something. She can really carry that kind of um, that kind of threatened emotion. That, that is really important for what they're doing because they're essentially just writing a lot of very emo-y um, feeling songs, which is fine. That's what that's what they do. Um, the major change between this album and the last album is that he wants to be a star too. So he has written himself a whole lot of, lot of songs where he gets to sing and he can't. And that's not an advantage. If you can't sing and your other bandmate <laughs> let, can, <laughs> can sing. let her do it. And she does have a very. That, good that would be my particular theory, but yeah, um, I, I found the whole kind of sort of Nine Inch Nails light kind of um, performative sadness stuff. Just I know that's your your thing. You love a bit of performative, performative sadness, but I just yes. found it kind of plodding and grim. Um, uh, my memory of the last album was that it was it had much more fizz and and more bangers. I, you know that there's, there's two or three. Really good, you know, really interesting songs, uh, bangers on here. But uh, when I went back and looked at the track order of uh, uh, of, of Get Tragic, um, Get Tragic, which is the last album and, of course, sort of tells the story of, of, of their particular um, feel, uh, there weren't that many bangers on it either. So I think I might have been misremembering and thinking about the, the Kills last album. 
because uh, of course these guys do sound a lot like the kills. Um, but I would rather I, the kills I, I were still around. I, I think, yeah, I was going to say if I if I was going to recommend someone in you know with a uh, a female singer that can you know give it a bit and it, like in this style, I would recommend the kills over this definitely. Um, yeah, okay. I, I, I don't I don't really feel like this advanced the cause to the same way that you uh, have picked that out, but. That's why we have a podcast where we yeah, have different views. If we both agreed, then it would be I, shit. Yeah, I, I just felt like it was, uh, it, but like I say, professional, and 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 maybe that's not the compliment that I thought it was originally. But it, it just sounded like they had thought through what they were trying to do with the album. Like that, the whole thing felt well put together, um, and it didn't. Is that feel just like, the interstitials I, talking to you? The fact that they they put little. It's instrumental yeah, interstitials okay. just kind of hinge it together. That's only a small touch, but I suppose it matters. But, but now that you think of it, it's only really 427 that jumps out of me as like a singly bangery sort of track. Um, so yeah, maybe maybe I've um, maybe I've overestimated it in in a week. I have got it on my sort of you know revisit in three months list that I've um, thrown together to try and. Uh, avoid recency bias or avoid you know forgetting about something in the in the in the year but um yeah don't know um which one would you like to do next oh let's go with um let's go with yard act um which is which is more i think i describe them as a punk band but they're not really they're more they're more that kind of art punky you know idle sleaford mods kind of um Rye social observations to uh, to some kind of backing um, accompaniment. Uh, the backing company on the, uh, backing accompaniment on this is a lot more fun than an Idols or a, or a Sleaford Mods, Mods album. Um, yeah. They're extremely it, this- northern. It was it was <laughs> yes. very very Lancashire. Um, I, and I think they sort of lean into it, don't they? Oh God, yes. They, they were they were not trying not to be where the, from where they were from, which is also the, the way of of Sleaford Mods and Idols. You know, they, it's it's very it's very regional, and it, it's very unapologetically uh, sardonic and observational and and cynical about the, the, the state of the world. It's gentler. The satire is gentler than Idols or Sleaford Mods, who are quite you know brutal. In their um, in the political observations, um, this is a little bit more idiosyncratic, and um, it's sort of a little bit jealous. The singer kind of has a, in a way, kind of reminded me a bit of Jarvis Cocker. The way he kind of had this kind of um, belligerence about the way he carried himself lyrically. You know, he'd, he'd 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 turn up on the beat when he chose to turn up on the beat, and it was very clearly his decision to be there. Maybe a little bit of David Byrne from Talking Heads. There was one track towards the end that felt very Talking Headsy, um, but. Um, yeah, there's probably more more philosophy and less political uh, satire than, than, say, your idols or your um, uh, your Sleafords. It's not perfect. There's probably just as, as many misses as there are hits on this album. But I, I kind of liked it. It was it was interesting, and it um, it's worth an explore. It, it might not be an album that that, um, that you put on and, and you know bang the shit out of, but um, it, it it definitely has its own groove and pace, and it has its own. Uh, worldview that it's, it's, it was interesting to sort of share some time with. This would normally be the band where I go, well, I just couldn't get past the vocal delivery, you know, because it's it's quite distinct. Yeah, but spoken word, it, yeah. But the fact that it, the 
that sense of humour, even in the way that that spoken word comes out, like the tone of it, 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 yeah. it really shines through. This is a fun album. Like, or maybe a funny album is a, a better way than, than a fun album. Um, it would be a dark I absolutely, I absolutely think that uh, Poor Another should be the, our outro music on the, um, on the sports on the sports podcast let me um just read verse one for you it was a reasonable take but in the time that took to find a beat in the break the needle coming through the grooves of your mind had already stuck so you turned to a friend and asked them what they had left they stuck their hand down the back of their pants and said i think the conversation might be reaching an end (laughs) (laughs) i was like well i feel seen he's like no but Fuck that. Pour another one. Uh, yeah. But that's very, they're, very... They're very, great at, very good at observing social things. Like, there's a... One of the songs is about the life of a dude who, you know, like a very successful kid at, at school yeah. who'd, who'd never left town and become the local real estate agent and had lived a very, very comfortable, successful life. And the fact that it, he'd never actually gone outside his small pond didn't really matter because, in essence, all of life is doomed and pointless, and, and you might as well enjoy what you're doing. And you know, he, he, you know, he could have been cut down to size by being, you know, literally leaving his small village and, and moving to Manchester. But um, it was, it was just an interesting rumination. It was, as I say, it was much more philosophical than uh, and observational than um, Idols and Sleafords bleating about the Tories, which needs to yeah, happen, I, obviously. But I. I- Enjoy this way more than Sleaford Bonds, that's for sure. The eels. Speaking of, I, th- the I, th- I think it's just eels. I don't. I don't eels? think it's, it's uh, the, no the. It's an eels. It's it's just eels. It's, it's just eels. Uh, so they don't, they don't have a they don't have a pronoun. Distinct uh, vocal stylings, I guess. You, yeah. you immediately you immediately know it's him. That's for sure. Yeah, but um, sonically, not. Uh, a bit of a departure because it was a yes. complete lack of electronica in this. Uh, very stripped back for a guitar led. You know, it was a, a different sort of, um, yeah, different sort of album. It was, it was almost elements of sixties pop and surf rock and um, and and his drugs seem to be working. He seemed a bit cheerier. You know, <laughs> he's, he's not singing about you know, goddamn right is a beautiful day. You know, the incredibly dark shit of the night. Look, I'm, I'm normally normally. All for more electronica, but I actually felt the other way. I I wanted him to lean more into the into the surf rock of it all. It was some of the lighter, poppier songs were the ones. I think it's strawberries and popcorn was the ones that I thought didn't really. And stumbling bee were the ones that I didn't really think hit as well as. No, yeah, I, I, I agree with the, you. The more the more upbeat stuff. Yeah, I, I, I think that stuff. I, I wasn't quite sure what he was trying to achieve. And strawberries and popcorn is kind of a a weird. Self-indulgent, basically, I think I haven't looked into the lyrics. I suspect it's about, you know, being on your own and, you know, he he can do what he wants, but there might be a subtext of because, you know, because someone's left (laughs) kind of thing. Is he mates with Russell Westbrook? (laughs) Yeah. He's not mates with with, uh, Tom Brady because Tom Brady will never eat a strawberry. Part of his ridiculous fucking diet. Although probably now that he's retired, he can have a huge steak and a fucking milkshake. Um... I don't know whether this should go on my on my long list. I, 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 those couple of weak songs really sort of not. But I was I was quite fascinated with his change of style because his voice yeah. is so distinct, right? That you just expect a sort of 
a certain type of song as soon as you hear yeah. his voice. So you, said, you expect kind it, of a clangy kind of maybe you know that um, Odalay Beck style you know mash up electronica kind of feel to it. Although yeah. to be fair, a lot of a lot of you know Eel's best songs have been basically indie pop songs. They just happen to have had elements of electronica to them, you know. Um, yeah, that's true. Novocaine for the soul. It was just. It was basically just a a, pre, a pretty little indie pop song with with you know a bit of production weirdness over it, and very idiosyncratic, sarcastic, nihilistic, dark, depressive lyrics because it was yeah. the late nineties, um, and we didn't realise that things were actually fucking awesome in the late nineties, and now they're yeah, terrible. Right. <laughs> Can we go back there now? Oh, dear. Um, that's what double J's yeah, for. No, I thought this was this was quite good. I think that's that's sort of it was the charming. I thought it was really charming, and I thought this is like an, in a way, I kind of see E from Eels as a kind of an alternative timeline Beck. You know, he yes, he's, yeah, he's got similar. There's definitely a through line there, isn't there? Yeah, he's got a similar kind of. Um, he's got a great pop ear. He also plays around in genre, like he's done this, he's done electronic, or he's done you know, all kinds of different stuff. Uh, but he's sort of a, a darker, a much darker, um, generally uh, Beck. But um, yeah, I yeah, just, uh, I just uh, uh, this is other, much better other, than the last Beck album. Other than Beck's breakup album, which is what that that dude really poured all his uh, all his feelings into that one. Yeah. But um, if you're looking for a, a kind of the most a sort of a trad eels kind of track, I think what it isn't is probably the closest to um, to what you might imagine as an eels song. Because it does have that kind of, it sort of, it sort of has that kind of very soft um, verse, and then it just hits with the kind of uh, the the production. It's the most production heavy track, and it's got that kind of very shouty chorus. But definitely give this whole album a go because it's mm. it's a, a fa- fascinating uh, like cross pollination of two different. You know his his voice in a completely different style. So, well, not completely, but better. Yeah, it'll it'll change the way you think about it. And apparently, you know, his this isn't re- he hasn't really been doing this sort of stuff. He's been his last album was quite electronic and quite dark. Um, so it, it is a it's a it's a change of pace for him as well. I think I think all three of these albums are totally worth listening to. Yeah, that, and that's what I sort of felt about the week. It was like I don't know if any of these are going to be my top five, but there's things I like in all of them. Um, yeah. That you know, I didn't go into week one going, "Oh my god, I've I'm fucked up already." Uh, but the thing is, though, that, you know, nice. it's a little bit like about rings culture in sort of NBA discourse. You can't be obsessed with who you know, you know. You can't judge on everything on the basis of whether it's going to win a title, because you know, no. there's a lot of there's a lot of joy, there's a lot of you know happiness and interest, you know, excitement and fun and wonder to be had on the journey there. Even if you don't actually, you know, it's not automatically. Worthless if it's not a contender for um for album of the year. Um, all right, should we do some new stuff? Should do some new stuff. What have you got on the slate for this week? Um, let me just write down here. Spoon. All right then. You want to know what I'm picking? <laughs> <laughs> you know me too well. Am I being presumptive? No, no. You're spot on. You're spot on. I'm really fascinated. By them because of that last album because it started so strong and like was absolutely like four tracks in I was like this is the album of the year this is going to be fucking fantastic and it just was that the one with Hot Thoughts clip. or was there an album in yeah, between Hot Thoughts no yeah. oh there might have been an album in between but there was that one with Hot Thoughts and I think 
th- there was Hot Thoughts and another real, like another banger and two solid tracks, and then it just went to shit. Um, so you know, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, I've got to do this one just to see, just to see what it's like, to see whether they're still in that. Like, are they? Is it just because, like, they're an old enough band that they don't really have to bow down to a producer anymore? They just do whatever the fuck they want. Um, like, and maybe that, maybe that's the that's the answer. Is just when bands get to an age where they don't they, they don't have a point to prove. They're just like, well, we'll just do this ourselves and we'll get just some do mates in like, to yeah. do the production. Yeah. So yes, I'm going to go with Spoon's album Lucifer on the Sofa. <laughs> Lucifer on the sofa. Jesus Christ, what the hell? Um, I'm going to go for a um, young Kiwi band called Mulled Orange. Uh, see that on there. They have a new album out. What do they do? They do, they're basically indie pop. Um, uh, it's only their third album, so they can't is, be that. But they're actually, ma- they're actually, I thought they were fairly tiny, but they've got, 425,000-odd um, monthly listeners. Okay. So they've, they've clearly done a lot, done quite well out of streaming. Now, I suspect they're going to be, you know, the kind of band that Triple J in 2022 really like, which is not necessarily a great thing. But, okay. Um, what could possibly go wrong? Look, look, indie pop doesn't have to be bad, yeah? I thought so. They're, um, so, theoretically, they could be good. They're... um. They're a Dunedin band. That's why I knew them. So, de- yeah. So, there we go. Highly popular Dunedin band. Well, they they, they formed in Dunedin. Um, and they have a Mertens in their lineup. I wonder if it's one of, if it's a relative of Andrew. Uh, they originated from Dunedin, New Zealand. You've- they were f- originally formed by childhood friends who met in kindergarten and then met again at university. They, they've, they've all got, got various degrees from here. Uh, yes. So good on them. You, you probably run. You probably run into them in the street at, at one stage well, or another. Uh, I don't think so because I never leave the house. But uh, yeah, <laughs> a, bit of, a bit of local, key, a bit of local content. Um, just to just to um, let that happen. I'm sure you've got a pretty good pick for the Joker. But what have you got? So I've tended to well, dominate the Joker recently. Yeah, look, it's it's not a great pick, but I've got I've sort of got a theory behind it. So Eddie Vedder's got a. Solo album out, I guess, and so does Slash. I'm Slash sort of, has got another solo album out at the moment. I, I was sort of like looking at it, wondering whether you, you know, thinking about the um, uh, pattern stuff this week, and wondering whether it was the Pearl Jaminess of Pearl Jam that I don't like, or whether it's his voice that I don't like, and whether or enough he, you know, whether he'd gone enough away from Pearl Jam sonically in the solo project to be able to tell the difference or whether it was just, you know, more of the same or whether know, without having a Pearl Jam sound was it. defined by him, you know, the sound it, of his yeah. voice. So it's really hard to, and same thing like with Patton, you know, every, anything that Mike Patton sings on becomes a Mike Patton show because of his yes. voice just being so um, distinctive. Yeah. He almost breaks his bands up by like what genre he wants to play in, but it's always a Patton project. Like yeah. it's not, you don't think of Tomahawk as Tomahawk first, that's something that Patton jumps in on. It's always, oh, this is another Patton side project. Yes. You know. Um, it doesn't matter who else is the- in the fucking room. It, it kind of becomes yeah. dominated by his piss-soaked voice. Mm. Um, so, yeah, unless you, uh, if you haven't got anything that you think's 
massively interesting. I just thought, I just thought that would be an interesting thought experiment, especially since I, you know, have this deep sort of uh, dislike of Pearl Jam from overuse. So, yeah, but that came about because you you liked them originally. So, mm. so Edward Vedder, Earthling, maybe he's mates with um, Kyrie as well. Eddie Vedder, Earthling, and he's holding his guitar up to the sky, which. I don't know about that. That looks like the kind of thing that they would have they would have rallied against in you know nineteen ninety one. It's funny. Oh, it's funny guitar. how you become was, the people you hate. I was looking. I thought. I, thought, I was looking at a little thumbnail. I thought it was like a bat or something flying out of the out of the out of the moon. But yes, you're right. It is a guitar. It's a it's a meatloaf tribute. Well, actually, when I when I first saw it, I thought it might be like a Bond tribute because it's got that you know that swirly. Well, yeah, it's got that kind of um, yes. <laughs> There's another the, the, version the of it. Um, there's, a, there's two versions of this, um, and I'm trying to work out what the difference is. I suspect one of them will have a swear word in it. Yes. So we'll make sure we get the version that has swearing in it yes. because um, we're not 12. If, Elton John is on one of these. Oh, really? Oh, my God. Maybe I've, I've made a huge mistake. That's all right. Elton John, Elton John did a track on Ozzy Osbourne's album that we did ah. one or two years ago. It was actually pretty good. Okay. All right. Look, let's give it a go. That's what jokers are for. Yep. Is for Betty Edda. Having a crack at something soon. And we should probably get Albion Loveden's uh, thoughts on this one as well, because considering he is a card-carrying Pearl Jam enthusiast. Easy freak out type. All right, Doc. Well, another pleasant week in the musical um, in the musical space. And looking for space is the title of the Mild Orange album. I've slowly been. It might be a bit adult contemporary this week. We'll have to we'll have to fix it up by having some yeah. fucking Scandinavian motorhead cover band. But yeah, I was gonna say back to the Nordic regions next week. Well, actually, next week, um, uh, top of the list for album releases is Minoru. So I think uh, that'll be a good one. Anyway, you can't get much more legacy than that. Last Midnight Oil album was fucking late nineties, early two thousands. So um, I'll be interested mm. to see what they have to say for themselves. I'm tipping my pick for, for next week already. Or it might be Coming. a joker. I'm not quite sure. Uh, we'll see how we go. Uh, but, yeah, so so that's what we got for this week. Mild Orange, Spawn, and uh, not Grinspoon, um, and uh, Edward Vedder of No Fixed Underpants. Sounds good, Doc, as we creep ever closer to 300. Creep ever closer to relevance. <laughs> uh, all right. I'll uh, catch you later. Talk to you later, mate. I'm suing you gonna be ice on my step Steps outside, nearly broke my neck It's all connected in a certain respect My neck in the step of compensation, chap Can I get a witness? 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 Well, fall when you saw it and you swallow your pride I'm a war with the board, but the Lord is on my side Lord of the jungle and the Amazon's pride It's not technically the crime Friends. Can I get a witness? It's a means to an end. Can I get a witness? Can I get a witness? What's